And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ravel. Vicious. Brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Hello, everybody. Hello, welcome again to New York Talk. This is the Rodney United Podcast. Thank you all for being with us. Uh, no game to review, which is strange on a Sunday. I don't like it. Um, but we have a game to look forward to on Monday evening. The big one live on Sky. Uh, Swansea sitting on the nation. Can't wait for it all to get kicking off <laughs> in Swansea on Monday. Um, so we'll go through all that. And we'll look back at yesterday's on Saturday's uh, results because they were just about perfect, um, to be honest with you. Went as well as I could possibly could do um, there. So let's go through all it. Mick is with us. How are you doing, Mick? All good, mate. Thank you. Are you? Yes, very good. Very, very good. And Tom Ayersbeck with us. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good. Feeling good to be back on. Should be fun. Good to have you with us. Very good. Um, yeah, even if Josh was with us, Sarah Ogden, Damon Coward says, Good evening, guys. Saturday's results were spot on. Need to make the most of Monday. Football Madsons need to capitalise tomorrow. And that, that will take us to a lovely gap. Yes, it will. Josh Eagle will still be taken to 18th. Powermeds with us, as well as Shelley. Dave Lawton says, a very good evening, one and all. An easy three points tomorrow. That's catching on that. <laughs> uh, easy three points. And we have uh, Soren France from Australia on their way to work. Loving the podcast and loving following this roller coaster season. <laughs> Just another year in Rotherham United. That's what we do. <laughs> um, let's start with yesterday's results, Tom. Uh, the four teams below us lost. Four teams above us mm-hmm. lost. Um, as far as Saturdays go, other than the fact we didn't play, it was mm. it was as good as we possibly could have wished for. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it gets to a point in the season now where you got to think it, it doesn't really matter what teams around you kind of do because this this stuff mm. happens. Um, if we don't win and then we look and everyone around us has won, it doesn't matter because this stuff always happens. You know, you can go on. Um, three-game win, uh, winning run and a three-game losing run and it completely changes like that. It's something like if we beat Swansea tomorrow, we go three points behind them and at some point they were challenging for the playoffs. 
Reading seemed to be pretty further up and um, if we would have beaten them, we would have been a point behind them. So it's it's so tight at the bottom that whatever other clubs do shouldn't really matter. It should just focus on what you guys can do. Um, but having said that, it obviously is very, very... Um, it, it, it should bring more confidence to the team that, look, we need to go out there tomorrow and win. We, sh- we shouldn't we shouldn't look for the draw. Uh, we should look for the... We, sh- we should be looking for the win. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but do you think it puts pressure on Mick? Obviously, in the Championship, you normally play roughly at the same time. Obviously, in the Premier League, it's different because every player is at different times. And this this is a regular thing. Your, your rivals can play at different times. In the Championship, we're not really used to it. Do you think that adds pressure to say, right, you know, if we win this game... We are in an amazing position. If we don't lose, don't win the game, we'll say we lose the game. Oh my God, we've wasted such an amazing opportunity to be so far clear. Or is it just it's Swansea? Let's just focus on Swansea. Well, I think I think the, the noise that's coming out of the club will be exactly that, won't it? We'll just focusing focusing on the game and not the the circumstances surrounding surrounding it. But I mean, you'd be daft not to look at the fact that it's a, it's a very very good opportunity, but. Uh, as has just been mentioned, we're Rotherham United. It's a roller coaster. Why would we go and win? Why, why would we make it easy for ourselves? <laughs> I mean, you, you know, I don't know what odds you would have got on a on a on a ninefold acre for all nine the bottom nine teams in the division to lose. Uh, hopefully, somebody's put it on, and hopefully, we screw their acre up. But um, <laughs> you know it. It, like, I'm sure you were about to say this at some stage, but it would be very Rotherham United for us to go and lose tomorrow night. Without yeah, a shadow. Uh, but it's a good opportunity. But whether it adds any more pressure into the mix, probably not really. Because uh, as Tom says, you know, you've just got to win your own games and, and not really concentrate on, on the teams around you because, or not necessarily, certainly not when you're, when you're playing, because, mm. you know, they, they are going to win some, they're going to lose some. Hopefully mm. they'll lose more than they win and, you know, it, it, we we end up being safe, but um, yeah, I could I can see us going there tomorrow and making nine out of nine. <laughs> yeah, it can happen. This to a fair though, Tom. This football is strange. Like we have we have you had days in promotion where you have three teams going for promotion and then all three lose on one weekend, and same yeah. with same with relegation. You know, you'll all be fighting for wins, and then suddenly all you'll all win at the same time. So yeah. it would just be football for all nine to lose, and just typical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it would, but hopefully we can um, we can stop the trend. That's that's all you can really hope mm-hmm. for. Because I think I think tomorrow is a it would have been a big game anyway. Uh, yeah. Swansea down there with us, and no matter the teams winning or not, it's a, it's a huge game. But this should give them confidence that you know, look, this is all Taylor should say to them. Look, if you win this, you, you're so much for so much better off than every other team in the in in these nine places. So. That, that's they just got to play play with some confidence now. I guess that's the only thing that you can really ask them to do, because mm. we've definitely got the capabilities to beat Swansea. I I, I, I believe anyway. Yeah, big time. Chill yeah, score. I think Stone sums up pretty well. If we don't win, we are no worse off than we were. We'll still be five points away, and mm. there's one game less. There's one game left less yeah. in the season, it, and mm. we're in a good position. We're not chasing somebody else and running out of time. Mm. So. You know, don't get me wrong. I, I suspect if we lose tomorrow, one 0 will be absolute meltdown on the on the obviously uh, <laughs> hashtag on Twitter. I expect nothing less from you, Paul. On Twitter, that's what I expect. Um, <laughs> but yeah, would it be just amazing to be eight points clear? We would. We'd go above Birmingham, wouldn't we? We go yeah. up to eight in, above Birmingham, 
a point to Stoke. Level with QPR, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So. But we've got next week. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Did you say also, this is not related to, to tomorrow, but QPR lost and Elias Chair came off injured. Mm. He's their most creative player and we, we play them next. So it yes. could be an even better, could have been an even better site depending on, depending on his, um, the outcome of his injury. Is his injury. But yeah. Perfect. Perfect Saturday afternoon for us. And, Rarely, rarely have a Saturday that's not ruined by Rotherham United, so it's nice to have one on the road. Let's just get the referees to fight out of the way, Mick. We've already talked about this in the last podcast, but like I said, it's, it is the dream team. Gavin Ward refereeing Mr. Keith Stroud as the fourth official. Um, Matt Taylor said, Paul Davis released an article today about the football club. I've, I've asked for some clarity on the decision from the Coventry game, particularly from Mr. Stroud. Um, he's clearly not happy. Matt Taylor, in in the in the decisions in general, his tone was very negative. Um, hopefully, the fourth official doesn't have an impact, but we've still got the potential of Gavin Ward being on telly, and who knows what he's going to do. Well, yeah, we don't have a lot of success down at Swansea with referees, do we? Let's be fair. Um, you know, a la Keith Stroud with a handball that uh, that sent us, contributed to sending us down a few seasons ago. Uh, the uh, the fantastic save by the defender on the line that cost us um, cost us three points a couple of seasons ago as well. One point. Uh, say again. Just one point. We were losing, weren't we? We're, oh, we're, oh, sorry. Apologies. Well, cost us a point either way, which would have kept us up. Just saying. You know. <laughs> um, so yeah, we don't we don't have a lot of success down there, do we? Um, the the worry for me is Keith Stroud being fourth official. He's not going to get any airtime, is he? He's not going to yeah. get any tele time. So if um, if they don't, uh, if if there's not a, a, a massive barrage of substitutions, then um, he's going to have to find somewhere getting some attention to him, isn't he? <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, listen, I know it's taking taking Mick a little bit, but you know, it's, you look over Twitter this weekend. I don't, did he not referee the Sheffield United game? I think he did referee the Sheffield United game, yeah. Um, and had a bit of a mare again, um, which is not really a surprise, is it? No, he's not a good referee. It, it, I don't know. There needs to be some sort of um, sanctions against uh, these officials who don't do the job properly. Uh, week in, week out, you know, you can forgive mistakes. Obviously, they're going to be made. That's in, that's inevitable, given the, the the nature of the game, given the the rules that they're supposed to work within. Which are just well. Having said that, have you read the Paul Davis article from earlier? I haven't. No. So he, he Matt Taylor talked about the refer the Keith Stroud not giving the penalty on Ben Wiles at Sheffield United. If you if you if you cast yeah. your minds back, um, he talked that they did receive because what they've asked for is communication on the dislike goal at Coventry. Mm. They asked for uh, they asked for clarification on the Sheffield United not getting a penalty against Ben Wiles, and the PGMOL said that that was the correct decision at the time. <coughs> now. I don't know what's worse. I don't know whether it's worse saying, yeah, we got it wrong and I'm sorry, or whether just doubling down is worse. Well, it's worth pointing out that mm. there has been a change in management under the PGMOL since then. Yeah. That is worth pointing out. Um, but but yeah. it's, 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 it's akin to the discussion we had about the, the uh, foul given on um, Victor against Sunderland. You know, yeah. you're having a conversation on social media with people or watching the self-same video as you, which is so blatantly obvious what it is, what's happening in there, 
that it, 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 you know what I mean? It, it's it's so obvious, and yet somebody's coming along and telling you something completely opposite. Oh, yeah. and, and that's but when it comes from a, a, a body like the PGMOL, you can see it yourself, mm. and yet they're telling us that what we're seeing didn't actually happen. Despite the fact it's there on video for everybody else to see, it, it it's, it's mind blowing, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Um, and and what it smacks of, it smacks of an organisation, whether it be them or the FA or AFL or or whoever, looking after their own um, and not having not having the the balls to take responsibility and say, so, yeah, all right, we're a mistake. Mistakes happen. Yeah, people get fed up about it, but you know what I mean. You you get far more respect by saying I I I, I buggered up there, made a mess, sorry, yeah. got it wrong. Um, yeah. You get more respect than than saying no. What you're watching now didn't actually happen. Yeah, and and in fairness, again, not trying to blow too much smoke up however, but since however was took over, there's already been accountability for mistakes happening in the Premier League, which is what we want to see. We yeah, don't want to see yeah. people losing their jobs necessarily, but there needs to be accountability and making sure mistakes don't happen again. So hopefully that continues. Um, we don't have very hard to worry about, I suppose, though. No. Um, anyway. Yes. Um, Shelley IFC says, fair play to anybody who travels down, by the way, would need two days off work for £32.50 a ticket, plus being live on Sky on a Monday. Yeah, mm. before we start getting to the proper game, Dan, uh, Tom, Anybody mm. who goes down there deserves a medal uh, and a mental yeah. health check because <laughs> <laughs> I love every I, mean, I love every single one of them that's doing it, but I, mm. I, I can't think of a reason I would do it on a Monday night for that cost. No, no, <laughs> no. That's a straightforward answer. I I can't fathom it either. I mean, <laughs> like you're saying, two days off work, thirty-two pound a yeah. ticket, which is in itself extortionate. Yeah, and live on Sky, so. Mm. Fair play. That's Absolutely. what you can say. Fair, fair, fair play. Yeah. I can't say they sell out from Swansea end either. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, let's hope that the performance warrants the uh, mm. warrants the cost out of both the time and the actual finance. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that that we want to think from. I assume Matilda will say sort of say you know these these guys have like I said. If they're not giving up two days off work, the, the Tuesday they turn up for work, they'll be not much good. I mean, I had no sleep. <laughs> yes. uh, forked out a fortune in petrol and ticket money and everything else. So, yeah. Mm. Um, a massive heap of respect to all of you that are, that are making the trip on mm. Monday night. Yeah. You are heroes, every single yeah. one of you. Um, Matt Miller just come back on the referee. He says, Keith Stroud, love him or loathe him, has been a referee, football league referee for 18 years. Would he have been allowed to ref that length of time if he was a clown or incompetent? You don't want my answer. I was like, say again, sorry. I don't think he wants my answer from that because well, the, the 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 issue the issue runs a lot deeper than that, and we could go on and on and on about mm. it. But one of the issues with that is the the lack of competent referees. You know, the lack of refer. Let me rephrase that: the, the lack of people coming through the system mm. um, because people don't want to do it um, mm. because of all the stick that they get and the grief they get from idiots like me. Um, however, it, the, the, as far as Stroud is concerned, and, and there, there are the odd one or two other names that, that spring to mind over the years that have been referees for 18 years plus and, and probably more. Trevor Kettle, obviously, is another one. Um, yeah. Consistently, <laughs> consistently caught con controversy by making decisions that are clearly wrong week in, week out. 
and and it, it becomes it it gets to a situation where it it becomes clearly more than a mistake, and it is either one incompetence or two, uh, not understanding the, the the laws of the game or, or not understanding how they are meant to be implemented this week, dependent on what what directives they've been given. Um, so. I know where Mike's coming from, and I do, I do, I do understand what he's saying. And, and like he said before, calling him a clown and everything else is just—it it is a bit petty and juvenile. Mm. But I do question his competence. There's no question about that because mm. it, it's every week, literally every week, that something else happens, and it's—it's it's not a, just us, is it? It's not just a Rotherham United no, thing. No, and it's a no. small cohort of, of referees that 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 kind of seem to fall within that category. Mm. Um, so, I think it is. I think it is about competence. Genuinely, I do, in my view. Um, but it's there because it can't, probably can't get anybody else. Yeah. What What I would also say, also caveat that, add to that is, Gary Ward's come up with a lot, a lot of stick on this podcast. A lot of stick. Yes. But since the end of last season, I haven't really heard his name from other football clubs. He's not a name that comes up and go, or to memory we go, oh, Gavin Ward, we've had Gavin Ward in, in is a useless referee. He seems, mm. and I'm touching all the wood I can find, he seems <laughs> to have improved his game from the Barnsley game and the other games like that. Now, he may have an absolute have stinker on Monday night, but if he has improved his game, perfect. That's exactly what we want because he was responsible for several hours, not just Rodham United. So hopefully that is a positive step. I may be wrong. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> um, well, let's move on from refereeing. Um, <laughs> well, actually, can, I, can I make a point? Did anyone see the yeah. uh, the Wigan Preston game? Or the the yeah, yeah. that's that's what I gotta say. Yeah, it, it, it's that it's not just it's, it's it's a complete yeah. It was it was pathetic. It was really really pathetic. And Wigan they deserve to win that as well. So it, it's mm. even worse. Um, it was. Who was it? I think Bramall? the referee was David Webb. Or was it Bramall? It was Thomas, Thomas Bramall, I think. Let me double check it was, that. yeah. No, David Webb, did, David Webb was somebody else who messed up this weekend. The, yeah, the issue wait, with that... Sorry, Tom, go on. No, no, no. I was just going to say, it happens. It's not just Stroud. It's not just um, Ward. It's, it's all of them. <laughs> and it's it's yeah. it's something that... Uh, yeah, and the and the Birmingham Luton game as well. Jay, Jay's yeah. just put in the chat that that was horrendous tackle. Um, you know, That's it's been a well, really yeah. bad week. Yeah, it's been a really bad weekend for football officiating, and it just it just proves that yes, maybe saying that they're clowns and incompetent is maybe taking a bit step too far. But there's clearly something wrong when so many decisions in one day are that mm. bad. It's it, it it's it, it's confusing how they've how they're still they've not had a big. Uh, reshuffle or a big, you know, meeting about it, and just say, "Look, you've got, you've got to just do, not even do the best you can, do the basics right." You know, mm-hmm. if there's a definite foul, give it. If it's not, just try and stay out the limelight. You know, there's something clearly very wrong at the EFL, and Howard Webb's got a big, big job. Mm. I think the issue. I know we'll we'll move on from this shot. Yeah, yeah, and I know because we've talked about the teams and what have you. That I can see why the referees, given the Wigan one. From where he is, I mean, it's not a penalty. It's not even a foul. It's just a clear dive. However, because of the positioning of the referee, he's got no choice. But ultimately, the reason those things happen is because referees do not deal with diving. They don't deal with it. 
You know, they'll watch yeah. it and they'll just not give the free kick. Instead of blowing up, unless you chill in penalty area, <laughs> unless you chill, they won't blow up. Book the player for diving. That, that's what needs to be done. So, referee, the, the refereeing, um, the PGMOL are kind of complicit in this um, cheating issue, this diving issue, because they won't deal with it and they won't deal with it effectively. Um, and, and so, so that's that 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 that, that uh, Wigan one. I can see why he's given it, but the player cheated. He dived, and he should be called out for it publicly. They should be, they should, yeah. they should be embarrassed for it. <coughs> and the Birmingham yeah. one, the referee's got a player in between him, him and the him and the tackle. There must be one of those other officials, though. Yeah, 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 it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Poor, but that's where we are. Um, <laughs> Right, so moving on to Swansea. Phil Rollins says he has only been to Swansea once, and that was for the infamous once and only relegation playoffs. I think in the eighties that was, I think, or maybe early nineties. Uh, he's in no rush to go back again, specific, especially not on a Monday night. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. Do you remember those relegation playoffs? Vaguely, I think it was. I think, like Phil said, there when it just one season, and it. it, it, it do they not still have them in Scotland? You do have it in Scotland, yeah, yeah, part of their yeah. playoff system, yeah. Um, not, not great, not great at all. I mean, I mean, the playoffs for for promotion, obviously, are fantastic and mm. have been a great addition to football. But for for relegation, that's just no, mm. no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not keen on that at all. Mm. Not at all. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, let's move on to Rotherham United. Football Mad says, looks like Hall is out. Um, one step forward, two steps back. Yeah. It's the way I think they're waiting for a scan early in the coming week, but it sounds like Grant Hall has done his hamstring uh, significant damage. I think was the phrase Mick from uh, Matt mm-hmm. Taylor. That's a blow, yeah. But it adds, it just backs up the, the the business we did in January because we needed backup. We needed players there. You know, if we hadn't brought in Bailey Wright in, then we'd be in serious trouble in, in terms of depth. But we got Bailey Wright to step up, and from what we've seen so far, he seems competent, very competent. Yeah, absolutely. He ought to be. He's, he's, he's well experienced at this level, isn't he? And, and uh, former international. So, you know, it, it should be. And we've got Richard Wood in there as well, um, who, for me, will, should now step up onto the bench. Um, yeah. I, can't, I can't see any reason why he wouldn't, but we'll have to wait and see on that one, won't we? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's not great. It's not great for Grant Hall. But, you know, his he's, he's Rotherham career, such as it's been this season, has been plagued with injury, hasn't it? I yeah. don't know what he was like at Middlesbrough, um, whether that was an issue, whether injuries were an issue there as well, or indeed what his career's been like. But certainly since he came to us, it's it's been sort of two games in, four out, hasn't it? Mm, um, yeah. So I'm not massively concerned because I think Bailey Wright is, is as good um, hopefully, he's not prone to quite so many mistakes as um, as Grant Hall is, but he has been fantastic. I can't can't mm. deny that, you mm. know. So, uh, but hopefully, it's just a case of next man up. Yeah, I agree. I think Bill actually was a bit more old school than than uh, Grant Hall. Grant Hall mm. tried to play ball a little bit. That game mm. against Reading, Bill Wright just seemed a bit of an old school. I mean, he was up against Andy Carroll, so maybe that's why it looked like it. Mm. Um, yeah. Are you worried, Tom, or are you just are you, from what we see? Yeah, we're not seeing much of Billy right away, I suppose, to say for certain. Yeah. How, how do you feel about the whole injury? Um, well, as that uh comment just said from Jay, it, 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 he's not, he's not, he's, he's, he's 
probably maybe top end championship if he's fit for the whole season. Mm. I, I really like him. I think he's been our and uh, Humphreys have been our best defender this season, I reckon. But I think Hall is a close second, if not joint with him. Them two together have been phenomenal, and we we hardly look like any defensive issues. But the the, the thing is, is that he's always injured and. Um, Come the end of the season, it seems like he's out of contract at Borough. Would we mm. sign him? I, would I be happy if we signed him? I, it's tough to say, but at this point in time, probably not because he, he's just going to be a, a, a sort of Clark Robinson player. Wherever he plays, it's like yeah. great. He's he's a he's a good defender, competent defender, but when he <laughs> but majority of the season he's not playing. You know, it's one game, one game playing, four games off, or whatever it is, and. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a big blow for him as well because he was coming mm. back in, you know, confidence wise and and stuff. But now he's he's thirty, bearing on thirty one, and getting all these injuries. Where does his career go from here if he's released from Borough? Um, it's it's you know it's it's a shame for him really. But if it's a if it's a constant if it's a constant injury issue, then he's got to get it properly sorted before anyone can really come in for him. Mm. So well, you'll have to see with that in regards to that. Yeah. Definitely. And just to cross this one, Football Mad says, don't know how true it is, but seeing a mention of a major bust-up between Woody and Taylor, apparently Woody hasn't attended games. I don't know about the bust-up, but Woody has definitely been at games. Um, because I said that because Mick followed him out of the stadium once in his car, so we know Woody's definitely been there. I'm not stalking um, him. Well, <laughs> in front of it. Be, be careful, Woody, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, Shellstone, I mentioned it. Taylor mentioned we also have Woody, so I would expect he could be on the bench tomorrow. It could be Mick, but we didn't have Bailey Matt Osley wasn't available on Tuesday, so he put Wes on bench. Wes came on and didn't have the best 10 minutes, but then um, was fine. So it, it's not guaranteed that we'll see Woody. I would like to see Woody on the bench, but it's not guaranteed, is it? No, it's not. It's not. We, we've got quite a lot of strength in depth back there, but obviously, having two of your kind of you would argue, arguably starting centre-halves in mm. uh, Morrison and uh, Hall out, then, yeah, it, it it starts to make a big dint in that to that depth, doesn't it? But we're all right at the moment. Uh, another major injury, and that could cause us some, uh, could cause us some problems, you know, but, but we've still got players that can play in there, uh, i.e. Wes and Adolphin and Wood, whilst certainly Wes and Adolphin would be a... A kind of spanner in them in, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. They can do the job. So uh, hopefully it won't come to that. Uh, Bailey Wright will see the season out uh, if if Grant Hall's not uh, not going to be back. Mm. Yeah, no, will definitely. Um, moving on to sort of the forward, Jamie says, "Would you start Jamie Lindsay?" Shelley on the IUC says, "Yes." Shelley thinks he would. He played available on Tuesday when he came on. The question is, based on that game, who would you drop? And that's sort of the thing, Tom, because you're not going to drop Rathbone because it's only Rathbone. You're not mm. going to drop kind of Coventry because nobody else sort of does that sitting role that he does. Mm. Your only other real man in midfield was Fosser, who was like a really far, really far forward, but still mm. part of that midfield. Yeah. Jimmy Lindsay doesn't get in, but I hope he's still on the bench, I suppose, is where I'm, where I'm sitting on the Lindsay question. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, the games where he wasn't on the bench, I think everyone thought it was a bit odd because he's the only real like-for-like replacement for Rathbone and clearly Rathbone's not fully fit. He keeps coming off with slight injuries, nothing too serious though, but um, I'd absolutely put him on the bench, but I I can't see him starting unless there's injuries because he's not 
as good as Rathbone is at the minute, and that's purely down to form and just how and he, Rathbone is the captain. Um, like you say, and he doesn't do the same job as Coventry, so I wouldn't change that really unless he's looking for a different change in system or something. And I thought Fosse was our best player against Sunderland, um, especially in that central role. Um, so I can't see him dropping Fosse for him. So unfortunately for, for Lindsay, he's just not quite got the form and the... And the um, yeah, just opportunity um, as he probably would have liked to, and probably would fans would have liked to as well. But that's not to say that when he do- doesn't come on, when he comes on, he, he puts in a shift absolutely. So I'd I'd, I'd still mm. leave with that, just putting him on last 20, 25 minutes and shoring it up a bit more because he was obviously very, very <laughs> he was obviously very good on uh, on Tuesday. And um, yeah, just hope he's on the bench. Mm. Yeah, hope so. Let's look, just quick mention on our opposition, Swansea. Quite hit and miss this season. Uh, it's what one win in about six or seven. They did go on a spell this season where they won four in a row, um, beating West Brom, Watford and Sunderland in that four-game spell. Um, they also beat Watford 4-0 at home also again earlier this at the end of last year. But they've also been on another horrific run of form. Mick, they're very, they've got a very set way of playing and that's mm. possibly why they're quite good against certain teams like double over Watford you know, beating other teams because they are very sort of set in their way. Historically, that's been quite a good way for us to get at teams. You look at MK Dons uh, last season away, certainly, uh, and other teams that have tried to sort of pass around the back in the championship. That's what we've sort of looked forward to because we're now at the high press and whatnot. We don't really know how Matt Tiller's going to come up against that because we haven't, he hasn't come up against a sort of a passing team yet, really, has he? Not really. I mean, Watford. Watford tried it, didn't they? Um, and we were we were very high press uh, in that Watford game. So hopefully, he's going to employ similar sort of tactics. That that clearly is the way to get at teams like Swansea because at teams like Swansea, hey, look at me. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> because they 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 are, as you you quite rightly point out, they appear to be completely set in their ways. You know, this is how we play. That's that. We're not going to change it. Um, and I think their manager's coming under some pressure now uh, mm. because of the, the, their league position. They anticipated, certainly anticipated um, challenging for the playoffs, if not automatics at the beginning of this season. Um, and, and you would think when they came down to New York, obviously the first game of the season, the way that they knocked the ball about, you'd, you know, they, they looked like a quality side. Mm. But it, it was it was clear even then that the lack of penetration was mm. just sort of obvious for all to see. You know, they, they were great at tapping it about, but they just really didn't make any impression. So, it, you know, whether it's in it, whether their results, the positive results, have come against teams who who sort of play a similar way to them. Um, I don't know, but we'll have to wait and see. They might play us off the park on uh, on Monday night and 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 bang five past us, or mm. they might just play it across back four for ninety minutes and get ninety five percent possession and an extra point for that. I don't know. We'll have to wait <laughs> and see. Um, but yeah, they, they 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 should they should not be where they are in this division with the with the quality that they've got in their side. But if you can't mm. put one back at net, you ain't going to be going anywhere, are you? So. No, yeah. When you look at the the game at our place, they scored. They scored from a stunner. They weren't going to score yes. any other way, were they? 
It, no. it took a ridiculous goal. Um, yeah, they're sort of wider runners. Three wins in 16 games. Like I said, one's against Watford. They also beat Sunderland away and they beat Blackpool at home. Uh, more recently, that was their only win in their last five games. John Morell, the Birmingham fan, mentions here they were brilliant in the first half against Birmingham, as good as anything in the division. But the second half, they were as bad as Sunderland, which Swans went on to lose 4 3 extremely late on in the game. Um, mm. So I suppose from that point of view, Tom, what you're saying is they've got a bit of a soft belly. So sort of stay in the game, really. You know, you, you, you know, yeah. they can't actually push them from minute one. But if you stay mm. close to them, stay in the game, and put mm. a bit of pressure on at the right time, they very well may fold. Yeah, no, they're definitely a team that if you're chasing the if you're chasing the game against them, they'd love that. They'd love passing mm. it around, frustrating you, um, that that kind of style of play. But uh, and they do that very well. But yeah, like you're saying, if as long as you keep in the game, you, there's always a chance to catch any team in this division on the break, especially with how quick some of our forwards are and how um, explosive some of them are. Um, Especially considering um, how poor Swansea seem to be at the back, um, mm. they seem to be shipping a lot of goals in games. Seems like their heads drop really quickly. Um, so as soon as you stay in the game for straight, then then you've always got a chance. Expect um, what you've always got a chance against any team in the division. But Swansea seem to be one of those where, like you said, kind of a soft belly. Um, but I, to be honest, I, I, watching, remembering the game at um, at our place. It was very much a case of <clears throat> they had all the ball, uh, did absolutely nothing with it, and it took a screamer to uh, mm. to get a point. And if you take, well, I think before the game, a lot of us would have taken that. But having after the game, uh, you just thought we would, they, they would, they would just, they weren't that great. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, they could pass the ball. Yeah, they could um, keep the ball, but that's about it. Um, so let's hope for let's hope for a win tomorrow because I think if it's going to be a slug and a nil nil draw, I don't think the fans that are going are going to really appreciate that. So uh, <laughs> hopefully, no. we do something. No, you're probably right. Uh, just on their defensive record, they've conceded fifty goals this season. The only teams to concede more are Blackpool, have conceded fifty one, and Wigan have conceded fifty two. Wow, yeah, so, that's interesting. Again, yeah, not. It very seems to be that they ship a lot in one game. They seem to either, yeah. you know. If they concede two, then they're conceding five, it seems. So, yeah. we'll we'll have to see. It seems like their heads drop quite quickly. Yeah, it doesn't mean a lot. They conceded three to Stoke in midweek, uh, yeah. three to Sheffield United a few weeks ago, four to Birmingham a few weeks ago, uh, three to Coventry. Um, I mean, the, the, incredible, the incredible thing about that Stoke result is that Stoke actually managed to hit target three times. I mean, crack it. Yeah, that was the people that they take out in stands as well. Three times. Yeah, uh, yeah. As John Morell mentioned, they got they got Perot, and I can't remember his first name now. Let me get it up. Joel Perot, who yeah. who I think last season scored a bucket load of goals. Uh, yeah. This season he's on twelve. So a set pretty for where they are in the league. That's a pretty good return, to be fair. Um, yeah, 12, 12 this season and thirty three in total. So twenty one last season. So. They have got threats. These are these aren't you know. This is not a League One team. This is a Championship team. They have got threats. Mm. We shouldn't be going into this game sort of thinking, oh, it's going to be fine. Everybody else lost yesterday, Mick. So, and Swansea are in a poor bit of form. We we should be winning this game. It's not really like that. No. We could win the game, and we have a good opportunity to win the game. But there's no shoulds about this for me in yeah. terms of winning it. 
No, no. no they're, they're a quality side. That are well, they've got quality players in their side. Whether their tactics are sufficiently good enough to um, get them into top half of the table, it would appear not at the moment. But but it's an opportunity for us. You know, we play better against sides that that, that like to play possession football. You know, or we fare better against them. Um, so we have done so far this season. So, you know, it, we've we've we've. Uh, we have a decent chance of getting something out of the game, mm. uh, especially given the run that they're on as well. Uh, but like we said earlier on in this in podcast, you know, it'd be so rather United to have an opportunity open up in front of you and uh, and throw it away. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it'd be great if we could get something from it. And there is a, a very good opportunity to do that as well, mm. uh, given everything we've just said about them. Yeah. Uh, John Morrell says Matt Grimes also midfielder must admit is one of favourite players in the league. Ooh, that's yeah. Clash, yeah, he is an excellent yeah. player. He's quality. Final med UK. We could win the game, but it's going to be 11, 11 against thirteen, so it's going to be tough. Pellard's <laughs> <laughs> out there fishing now. He's fishing now. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Chris, the first goal is so important. Yeah, the, the, the stage of the season, Tom, where all the stats come out and the stat rally points out, we don't get points when when we yeah. go behind. But mm. Swansea have shown that they can be very frail when going ahead. So it could, it, mm. it, I, I think, I wonder, I wonder as a management team, do you think they look at that and go, we need to put this right or whether it's just, well, just trying to concede anyway. We just don't, you don't want to concede anyway, do you? Uh, yeah, I think it's more of a case of, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it with, because man- obviously no, you know, manager wants to concede, but if we go to Burnley and Taylor goes to them, look, you're not conceding today. A lot of them might yeah. go, well, Jesus, how is that going to happen? But, you know, in terms of that, you might look at the opposition and think, well, look, if we're one goal out, we're two goals down, you know, we can always get back into it. And obviously every team should be thinking we shouldn't, we we can't be conceding here because, you know, you you never want to go into a game thinking you can concede. But the first goal is always important in any game um, with any stat um, that goes against us. It makes it even more important. Um, But I, I don't, I don't think, well, I, I I do, but sorry, I was gonna, I was going to say I don't think that um, them scoring is going to be a big thing, but I think it is because, like I was saying before, if you're chasing a, a chasing a mm. chasing the game against that kind of um, that kind of opposition, then it's so tough to 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 get a foot on it, to get a uh, to get momentum building because they're just going to keep the ball and they're going to frustrate you. They're going to take momentum out of the game. I think I've not seen them much this season, other than when we played them. Mm. Um, Unfortunately, I have family members that um, uh, are Swansea fans, so I, I hear a lot about them. Um, but that, that just seems to be what they do. Um, they seem to have a lot of uh, technical ability and uh, know, um, know how about keeping the ball. But in terms of, like you said before, penetration and stuff, it, it, it's, it's, it's a bit more difficult for them um, creatively in the final third, which I think we might we struggle with in a lot of games this season as well. With a similar thing, so help. Like I said before, hopefully it's not a nil-nil bore off, but um, it should be a um, it should it should be really really important that first goal because I think if we get it, we're looking like we're in the driver's seat and looking like we're probably not, you know, likely to concede. And likewise with them, if they get the first goal, they'll keep the ball and they'll, they'll frustrate us, and and it'll be it'll be that that case as well. I think the first goal might be the goal in this in this scenario. Mm. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, John Morrell says, when when the Birmingham equalised against Swansea a few weeks ago, uh, he'd never see, seen it fall apart like they did at this level. Um, yeah, this oh. seems sort of fragile. John, I've got a story for you <laughs> about teams falling apart at this level. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Take you back to Derby County winning 3 0 in 84 minutes in New York Stadium. <laughs> True. Good point, well made. We, we got a goal back, and the two and a half thousand Derby supporters in the, um, the away end collectively, as we scored our consolation goal at 3 1, put their heads in their hands. Yeah. It was three apiece. <laughs> uh, they absolutely fell apart. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see that happen again on Monday. That'll be fall apart. That's what they do, in it? So there's yeah. a song about it. Um, stones there, the silence of the Rams. Very good. <laughs> Love that one, Cheryl. <laughs> um, right, let's move on. Surely, obviously, no pressure on us. Surely they want to, want to lose it to teams like Rotherham. Correct. Very, very correct. Um, let's have a look at all, all, the attacking line, really. Attacking four, really. Make up. Well... Is it going to be an attacking four again? Obviously, on, on Tuesday we had Chio, Fosu, and Fergie just behind Hugel. Uh, although Rathman was extremely high up in that line as well. Would you expect something similar? Almost a week's rest, so fatigue shouldn't be too much of an issue. Could you see any changes in that front line? Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't see why why you would. Um, it, it worked after the first ten or fifteen minutes against Sunderland, where we were a little bit shaky and a little bit. All over the place. Once we got out, once we hit our straps, um, it, they were very, very effective. Um, so, so no, uh, Tariq Fosso is 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 the key to it, really. I mean, I mean, can he can he put that performance in two games on trot? Um, history would suggest the fact that he's pulling on a Rotherham United shirt on Monday night would suggest that possibly no. You know, he, he, maybe he can't do it two uh, two or three games on the trot. Um, fingers crossed he can mm. uh, because he, he will cause lots and lots of problems uh, Chio is going to have a point to prove one way or, or another because of all the rumours that were um, that surrounded him in Swansea. Um, and Swansea and, and Fergie's just Fergie isn't he? you know that goal was going to give him some confidence he's a confidence player we know he is um, and, and when he's on when he's on it he's on it and, and that position that, that he's, he's kind of found himself in, sort of left-hand side of a striking four, uh, who'd have thought that that would be, uh, that, that, he'd, that he'd fit in so well to it. So, 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't see any reason why you would you would alter that front for yeah. if you want to call it a front four. You know, um, I don't think you would. Mm. Yeah, yeah uh, Shelly yeah. FC says Chio had the best game for a while on Tuesday. That's more like it. Uh, what we used to see. And can't believe the left back didn't walk though. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be this sort of a callback to when Wiles he was rubbish before the Burnley game, Tom. And mm. the team that tried to sign him in the summer, he turns up as best game at season and scores. Yeah, it, football is a weird and wonderful thing. You could see exactly the same moment with Chio just popping up with a goal. Yeah. he scored against him on day one, didn't he, Chio? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> in his new striker position that he's not gone back to. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it'd be a sod's law that he, he has his best game for us against them um, for one reason or another. Or simply because he's just finding confidence again. Um, like like you said, it's, it, was a, it was a good game on Tuesday from him as well. I think he does a lot of the... I think he's in his best role as a right wing back, right mid, not higher up the... He, he, mm. It's... I, I've always said this about him, but his his final ball isn't. If, if especially if you compare it to uh, Fergie's or whatever or Fossey's final product, it's not championship level. But what he does do brilliantly is the defensive side of work and pulling everyone up the pitch just with his mm. you know quick runs. I, I think I think that's you know he seems to be um, at his best when there's um, a bit more players forward, so it's not always reliant on him and he's not always being doubled up on. Um, Especially when you isolate him one on one, he's he's got the beat of most players with his pace, which he seems to have gotten back. I don't know if that's confidence or whatever, but he seemed to absolutely have the left back was it circling on on strings on Tuesday, mm. he, and he's not a bad player um, by any means as well. So, you know, we'll have to see um, tomorrow. But it's, it's Ryan Manning at left back, isn't it? Former former Rotherham, yeah. you know. And so, so that'll be an interesting duel, mm. so to say, between. Um, Ogbeni and Manny, uh, Manning, not Manny. Um, so yeah, no, it, it should it should be it should be Chio's um, kind of message to any team in the league that this is how I can play. And if Swansea want to sign me, then fine. But if anyone else wants to sign me, then good. And just prove prove people wrong, prove people, you know, just whatever. This this is his chance to prove himself really on Sky. Um, on a Monday night, so there's nothing else going on. No one has an excuse not to watch this game. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I was yeah. optimistic. I was optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. It's, it's difficult. We've talked about your poor form recently, Mick, and he was very, very good. Again, much like the team after the first 10, 15 minutes, he, he was very, very good. Uh, and maybe you can allow that a little bit. You can allow the head to be turned a little bit for a brief time. If he's switched back on, let's have you switch back on all the time. Let's let's have you back to Chio. You know, you've got your head back on, back in game because you were brilliant on Tuesday. There's no real excuse now to, to not continue at that same same level. There's no more head turning to be done between now and May. Um, we need you back to where you were, please, every week. Yeah, I wonder how much Chio suffers with his confidence. You know. Yeah, I think that. Um, I, I didn't initially when he when he when we first when he first started with us. I, I, he didn't appear to be a a sort of confidence-based player, but um, it, it it appears now that maybe he is, you know, and he has been out of touch. Whether that, whether whether the reasons for that are psychological or or, or fitness or a combination of of, of of the two, I don't know. Or having his head turned, you know, uh, any one of those three, I suppose. But um, 
the, the catalyst for me was in him getting fouled. Yeah. I mean, that really riled him up. Um, and, and rightly so. Yeah. Absolutely rightly so. You know, he, he, he uh, I've never seen, I've never had Gio down as a shouting at referee, shouting at linesman type of footballer. He's not that kind of player. So it, it really must have got to him. Mm. Um, and, and, and I understand why, you know, because he has been badly treated this season by, mm. by the officials at times. Um, so let's let's hope he gets fouled in the first minute. I, I mean, I said this the other day, didn't I? You know, we'll, we'll let's if we get if we if we kick off, let's play that ridiculous, stupid kickoff we, we we've started doing again, knocking mm. it long, and hopefully Chio gets taken out first ball and uh, riles him up and off he goes. Um, so yeah, yeah, he needs to he needs to maintain his form. It it really does because he's such a dangerous player. He's so mm. dangerous when he's when he's when he's in full flight. Um, mm. So I agree with Tom. His, his final ball needs to be better, but you know at least he's getting in those positions. Uh, yeah, and he wasn't before. So um, hopefully he has got a point to prove on Monday night mm. and uh, and does it well. Mm. Yeah, uh, Pamela rightly says Chio needs to do well to get the club he wants. Yeah, exactly right. Mm. We need to see that. Uh, yeah. Shelley says he's at his best when he's running at players. Haven't seen anybody fully keep up, keep him at bay yet. Mm. Yeah, he seems to he seems to be more reserved at times this season. Yeah, I think he's been he's been he's trying to be smarter, isn't he? He's trying mm. to use his pace a bit, a bit smarter, which is as he should do really. Yeah, um, he, he has been playing as a as a as a central striker as well. As well. Yeah, um, and and he's not done massively well at that. Uh, because that's not his position, so you don't know whether that's taken a little bit out of him psychologically as well. You know, maybe thinking, "Well, I'm not not as good as I thought I were." Well, mm. you know, that all right, mate. You are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think Caitlin says it probably shouldn't ask this, but is it right we haven't lost on Sky? Yeah, this season, uh, and I, I can't remember the last time we did lose on Sky. Now I think back, it must have been. Covid season, do we lose on Sky last season in League One? Do we? <sighs> we beat us. We beat Ipswich on telly. We beat Hartlepool. Well, drew Hartlepool on telly. Cup. Beat obviously Sutton this season. We've had Middlesbrough, Stoke, one other, and Sheffield United. Uh, Sheffield, it's not no, but Blackburn and Huddersfield actually. Yeah. Mm. So we beat in four <laughs> Sky games. Yeah. Uh, Will says we lost on the red button. Does that count? Uh, no, that doesn't count. I'm afraid. That's to be wow. full coverage. On the Stoke game, the Stoke game, we had, they had a different game on like main event. We weren't the main event. Like tomorrow, we are the main event in the country. Whereas on that one, it was just. Oh, girls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we are a main event to be honest with you. Monday night football featuring Rotherham United. Who'd have thought it? Eh? <laughs> nobody. Exactly. Nobody. And there's a reason why nobody would have thought it as well. <laughs> uh, let me have a look main event tomorrow bear with me are we the main event do we think Hang on. <laughs> tomorrow that's, that's, that's Tuesday hang on sorry guys it's not going very well this we Where are the you? main event oh, yeah. there you go everybody yeah. the main event on Sky Sports so <laughs> that's what go. I mean Monday night got nothing else to do <laughs> why <can>. not <laughs> um, Tobias says will Shane score again will Shane Fergus score again it was really good when he scored after he scored Tom. Uh, I don't think it was great first mm. half, but he scored the goal and was really, really good. Um, mm. 
I just like Shane Ferguson. I, just, I, I like it when he does well. He's one of them people, yeah. when I see him do well, it makes me feel a bit better about supporting everybody. It's been really good. Yeah, no. His, his, his quality of delivery and, well, just technical ability in general. I mean, he's not as uh, physically imposing as maybe Chio in terms of pace and power, but his technical ability is second to none. And that finish against Sunderland literally proved that um, he hadn't had the pace to you know, blitz past their uh, opposition because he had a man behind him. But it was so pinpointing off the post that I honestly, as soon as he was running up and he was shaping to shoot, I, jab, I thought it's a goal because he's, that goal for Northern Ireland he scored, or is it? it's just that's what he's got in his locker and I think if he gets in those positions more he should genuinely score more than he does but mm. obviously he's been playing as a wing back for us and you don't really get into those shooting positions um, but since moving to left wing or even right wing he's he's gotten more into shooting at, um, uh, his movement is, is good and is, he's getting in, himself into scoring chances and he I back his technical ability to finish him off maybe He's not as um, influential in a game as maybe Chio with, with bombing down mm. the pitch, committing seven players and committing seven fouls as well. But you know what he does do is the is the good graft on that left hand side, and he's got a wicked delivery both from set pieces, corners, and he's a va- he's a valuable valuable asset to this Rotherham team. And at the start of the season, I don't think a lot of people would have said that, um, mm. particularly still playing with that wing-back formation. But as a left winger, you can't fault him in really any way. Maybe if he was a bit quicker. But if he was a bit quicker, I don't think he'd be at us. So. True. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Um, Neil Lewis says we're only the only English team playing tomorrow. Uh, John Morello says... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, more, but... more points. <laughs> exactly. But John Morello says he's going to wash his hair instead. Oh, there's no need for that, John. <laughs> <laughs> No need for that at all. I'm going to watch mine, but mine will be ready before the match kicks off. Don't worry. Um, defensively, Mick, there's a possibility Peltier might be that might not be available. I came up with, I think, a sore hamstring. Um, again, they were waiting to see how he reacts to a little bit of training. Uh, so are you happy for Wes just to slot in there, or are you still worried about Wes's form? Because it's it's been poor for recent months. I am worried about Wes's form, yeah. I am. Um, and I don't understand. For me, if, if Peltz is not available, I would bring Peter Chioso back in a heartbeat and put him there in an absolute heartbeat um, and then keep Wes on the bench and keep bringing Wes on uh, yeah. just to try and build his confidence a little bit, giving him 15-minute bursts here and there uh, until he can get back into some sort of uh, some sort of form. Uh, but Chioso would, would, would step, for me, slot straight in and cover for... Uh, Peltier, if he's injured, you know, mm. if he's or not available, um, but I don't know. You know, he's he's another one with Woody and um, up until last week, Lindsay, who kind of gone here a little bit. So mm. Mm, we'd have to see. I'd not heard that about Lee Peltier, so I wasn't aware that he was uh, he was injured. Although I accept he came off um, came off the other night, but um, I don't. I, I I think it's one of those. He probably will be fine. Probably, yeah, but. He, he was saying really that the, there's a, some players that are not training, they're just playing the mm. game time, and that, and that's it. Which is obviously not ideal, but it doesn't really matter, does it, Tom? As long as they play, as long as they play yeah. well when they play, I suppose it doesn't really matter. Take, you know, taking information, that kind yeah. of thing, that's fine. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, especially if you're playing Saturday and Tuesday and you've just had mm. a Saturday and Tuesday, you know, you can't. If he do, if Taylor doesn't see them fit to train then but wants them in the game, then that's all that they can do. And obviously it's not best for match fitness, but I, I think someone like Lee Peltier doesn't really require match fitness as much as yeah. some other players might do. I mean, he's he's so physically imposing and, and he does the basics so well. I think he'd be a huge loss if he didn't play tomorrow, by the way. Um, mm. But... I, I think players like him, um, maybe even Ferguson, uh, possibly. Who's who's the other injury? It wasn't Ferguson. It was Rathbone, wasn't it? Rathbone, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But again, same with him. He seems to be such on great form at the minute that every every time he goes onto a football pitch, you know you're going to get a performance out of him. Whether or not he plays well on the ball is a different matter. But definitely the the hard graft, he's, he's going to do that superbly every game he plays. Um, so players like them too, you don't really need as much match fitness obviously it's not ideal not getting training and whatnot but if Peltier doesn't play I think Kioso need if Kioso doesn't get a look in then I don't know how Taylor sees him um mm. probably mm. be sold in the summer because if he doesn't play when you're starting right back is injured and he's arguably I, I'd I'd I'd, I'd personally love to see him start every game as well but based on Peltier's form you can't really have that um I, I I don't see where Kyoso lies in this team. If that's the case, I I love him, but Taylor clearly doesn't see a player there. I I I I, I, I wish I knew. I really did. Um, mm. but even not making the bench is 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 a mystery because, like you said, with nothing bad on on Harding, but his form these last couple of months hasn't been great. Every time he's come onto the pitch, it's been a bit of a oof moment where you think, gee, anything could happen down that left side. Their left side, all right. Um. So, and Kyoso was arguably the best player at Bramall Lane before he got injured. Same with mm-hmm. Luton. Next game, he was he was fantastic. So, how he won't get a game for a relegation battle? Well, relegation battling team is is he a League One player? I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I I can't see why he wouldn't play. If if Peltier is injured, which I don't think is the case, it seems because he's had a week ish off. Mm. So we'll have to yeah. see. On that. Yeah. Uh, Sean Green says he didn't Peltier out of contract in the summer. Yeah, it was only a twelve month contract, which you probably expect with the with a guy of his age. Um, mm. uh, so there you go. Phil Oxer says we need to focus on the midfield area as we are hit and miss very lately. Very rare we need we dominate in that position. We need to, especially against Swans. Yeah, I mean we're not. <laughs> Yeah, we ain't got the players to dominate midfield. The only thing you can do is dominate physically, Mick. Mm. We're not gonna we're not gonna dominate Matt Grimes as an example, technically, because he's he's just too good realistically. You need mm. to find different ways um of dominating possession. We're not gonna have much at ball tomorrow. You know, if we end up with more than thirty five percent of possession, that might be a little bit of a surprise. And Sky mm. will let us know that as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we've we've got to find different ways of winning games and there are from five, five million different ways of winning a football game, isn't there? Yeah, of course there are. Absolutely. And we're not going to win the possession stats. That's we can he can put your money on that right now. Uh, <laughs> because that's not going to happen. Um, and you're not going to dominate the midfield against a team like Swansea because because of the way that they the, the way that they play possession football. Um, that's not how how we're gonna be able, you know, there's no point approaching the game that way, is there? Mm. You know, um, it's just to put them under pressure. Because much as they are a possession-based team, uh, they're clearly not good enough to make it work. 
because if they were, they'd be up at the top of the division. Um, yeah. They're another one of these teams that falls into the category of, you know, we want to play. Uh, let me rephrase that because the, 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 you know, as, as a club, that's not what they are. It's what the, it's the way that their manager is making them play or uh, wants them to play, uh, but they are not good enough to do it effectively. Um, and there are many, many teams within this division and the divisions below who think they are good enough to play play possession based football, and they all come unstuck, all of them, um, because unless you're Man City and spending however many hundreds of millions of pounds on players, you, it doesn't work as a standard way of playing. Uh, it just doesn't because you don't have the players to do it. So you've got to be adaptable and, and clearly Swansea aren't. But in terms of the midfield, you know, dominating it is not the way we're going to win this game. Well, the way we're going to win this game is to put them under pressure and make them make mistakes because they will make them make mistakes in possession, whether it be in midfield or... Or the, or the front four, or the back back four. Um, it's just get them to make mistakes because they'll make bags of them. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, John Rail with inside info again. They couldn't deal with Jukovic, so get that big lump Hugel on, pump it up to him and get runners <laughs> off him. We can do that. i got a feeling this is Hugel's go, go game tomorrow. He's going to score against Swansea. Just mm. got a feeling. He's going to get off the mark. Big um, lump. <laughs> He's not a big lump, is he? He is. I, I suppose, I suppose he... He is a bit like Jukovic, isn't he? He is that kind of player, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Mike Miller has, has given us your television options for Monday night. You can have Crisis Pregnancy, whatever that is, on BBC One, University Challenge on BBC Two, Corio ITV, George Clark on Channel Four, Traffic Cops on Channel Five, the F1 show on Sky One, or Rotherham United against Swansea. Pick pick. F1 show might be all right, uh, unless they're talking to Christian Orner. Then, 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 that might watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should record that and then skip through all the Red Bull bits, Mick. They'll be happy. <laughs> um, all right, let's predictions. Tom, what do you reckon? Start with you, mate. Oh, one nil, Rotherham. Ooh, like it. Yeah. Clean sheet, like it. Yes. Nick? <laughs> oh, I knew you. I, oh, I don't. I should have thought about this because I knew yeah, you were going to ask. I knew it. you were coming to me. Yeah, we do this every show. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Tom. I'm going to. I'm going to say we're going to sneak a one 0 Yeah, interesting. But the reality is, I know that we're going to lose one 0 Brilliant. Uh, I'm going to go two one. Same as Tuesday. Towards apologies. All right. Yeah. Uh, John Morell sums it up quite nicely. John Morell says 1 1, as it could be literally anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it could. Um, Shell Stone, before we could look at everybody else's predictions, did we listen to the Hugel on the Nor- Talk Norwich City podcast since he left? It was interesting. Yes, I did. Mick, have you listened to that yet? No, because you told me to, so I am. Tom, <laughs> did you listen to it or watch it? I have not. No, I've not. I've, I will find the time, though, if it's worth watching or listening to. It's really good. It's really, really good. Um, it just comes across very well. I've heard that he just comes across like a really sound, down to earth. Just a lad. He just like, if I yeah. if I was the first put, I feel like I would be. You know, if you were just talking to a, a random person, you know, you mm. get you get sort of media people. He isn't a mm. media person. He just talks like a normal person would. Like we we like we talk. It's yeah, <laughs> professionally honest. Yeah. Um, and he digs at Dean Smith, and I don't like Dean Smith, so that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a thing about Dean Smith. You're not a big fan of him as all, are you? 
I just don't get it. He's not good. He <laughs> was rubbish at Villa. He got promoted because of Jack Greeley. So if there's no Jack Greeley, he didn't get that. He wouldn't have got promoted. Tammy Abraham as well. Tammy Abraham, yeah. And then he went to Norwich. And I know they they were, you know, they were going to go down anyway. But it just they put up the most weakling little fighter you've ever seen from a Premier League team. <laughs> and speaking then of, um, speaking of managers you don't like, Carl Robinson's out of work today. I know. I mm-hmm. Can't believe it. Yeah. yeah, I feel sorry for him now. If, it, if they do a moment of truth podcast at end of the season, that might be worth listening to again. Yeah, <laughs> following both managers' uh, journey throughout the season. Mm. Um, let's wait and see on that one. Uh, predictions: J Boy says nil nil. John S says two one to the Millers. Yossa says two two. Mike the Miller and Kim Haywood say one one as one one. Both say one one. Sorry, Chris Teller says two one to the Millers. Dean Cayley says. 2-1, first win from coming behind. Now, that is ambitious, that Dean. Wow. Um, Sean Green says 1-1. Palmer 2-1. Michael Khan also goes 1-1. Steve Gunner, 2-1 to the Millers. And Shelley says 1-0. Georgie off the bench with a 90th minute winner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I understand. Uh, John Morell yeah. doesn't, says don't listen to the t- talk Norwich City. Those two make him want to throw his phone out of the window. <laughs> okay. But, you're like, but yeah, you listen to us, John. <laughs> <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah. Um, I think we're done. Is there anything else we need to mention that we haven't already? Well, yeah, that last comment. Gareth Ainsworth. Oh, comment no. on that. Gareth Ainsworth coming to New York Stadium on Saturday. Yeah. Football terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was such a weird appointment, but hey I don't. I don't see how it works. To be no, honest with you, QPR are known for they're not they're not known necessarily because they've got promoted to Neil Warnock. So I'm not we're not sitting here saying they're all, they're obviously you know a, a sexy football team, mm. but <laughs> I can't see him putting up with that, and I can't no. see him putting up with it while he builds it up because it's going to take time, and I, yeah. I can't see him being happy with the time it's going to take. To be honest with you, mm. um, funny. who knows? Could be good news for us next week, couldn't it? It could be great news for us next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Players don't mm. take to it. A bit of unrest. It, it might be. It might work out a dream. Yeah. Mike um, <laughs> the Miller says, Ainsworth, <laughs> have you moan about the refs? Listen, Mike, True. you've heard me moan about referees. Wait while we get on to Ainsworth. That is another <laughs> level. That is another level altogether. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Can I just say, can I just uh, bear in mind some of the... Uh, the, the, the comments this evening about my hair. I'd just like to welcome John to the relegation party as well. Um, it's, it's very kind of you, John, to join us down here in this um, <laughs> this hellhole that is the bottom of the league. Yeah. Uh, John Morell says he lost interest in the podcast with Ben left to try and become a professional handball player. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Let's end it there because we've got an hour out of talking about nothing to be honest with you. So that's great news. Um, please do go over and subscribe. If you haven't already, we're on 915. I want to get try and get a thousand by the end of the season. We will hopefully get there shortly if you please do subscribe. If you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, or you want to listen to iTunes, Spotify, search New York Talk and you'll find us there uh, and subscribe on there. Give us a five star rating, which it should let you do on iTunes and Spotify as well. Follow us on Twitter, IFC underscore pod, and on Facebook. We will be back on Thursday evening for the live show uh, through YouTube, Friday morning for the audio podcast, where we will review the blockbuster game from Monday night and preview QPR coming to town on Saturday. 
Um, it's a big week. It's a big couple of weeks for the Niners. It could be a massive few weeks. Uh, it could just be more of the same as Rotherham United providers throughout our entire lives. So thank you as we go on this stupid journey together. Um, Tom, it's been a pleasure to have you with us, mate. Thank you for being with us again. Yeah, it's been great coming back on. Thank you guys for having me. Top man. And Nick, a bit of a referent. Uh, hopefully, we don't need a referent in three days' time. That'd be beautiful if we didn't have to do another referent, wouldn't it? Listen, how sweet would it be on Thursday evening to be able to start the podcast saying, hey, that Gavin Ward had a right game. Yeah. Gave us three penalties, sent two of their players off. <laughs> 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 not gonna happen. Uh, anyway, thank you everybody, and we'll see you all next time. Thank you very much for being with us. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.